As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. I'm Scott McGregor, this is Chris Tyler. Hey. The hair metal hero. And we're always here with you. That's me. We're back to our Marvel DC thing. We're going to do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, Season 1, Episode 15 tonight. And The Flash? The Flash. Arrow, actually. No, The Flash with Arrow. Uh, No, we're doing The Flash. Yeah, it's um, the fl- it's an episode of the Flash yes. featuring the Arrow. The Arrow, which is we're gonna have to do a little like timey wimey disclaimer about this because we haven't got to. Yes, I'll go through that. <laughs> I fear change. It's like a new pair of underwear. First, it's constricting. All right, let's get back into this after that disaster. Hi, welcome to. <laughs> do this again. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, Two True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV, Take Two. <laughs> two. I'm Scott McGregor, this is Hero. The... Fuck. Alright. Take Three. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics. Alright, you want me to do this one? Sure, go for it. I'm having difficulty tonight. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Lemon face. Mmm, lion face. <clears throat> Alright. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. My name is Chris Tyler, aka the Hair Metal Hero, and I am joined by always with uh, the incomparable Scott 2.0's Scott McGregor. I'm as we myself always tonight, it's my hippie name. Always. Yes. Nice. He said I'm joined by <laughs> always or joined. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Always sure. free. There you go. There's your hippie. There's That's your commune name. That's my commune name. Always do you have free. A little, do you have a little painting of a daisy on your forehead right no, now? It's actually a commentary on what's in my wallet, and it's like, if I'm going to get something, it has to be always free. So. <laughs> well... So, uh, we're here tonight to continue on with our coverage of some more uh, heroic television. We've had a couple of uh, technical issues and some scheduling issues recently. Please don't hold that against us. There's just a lot going on. But we're going to get back on track, and we're going to cover the next episodes of Season 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the next episode of the first season of The Flash. And uh, well, I think we'll take it in the regular order, where we cover the Marvel side of the galaxy first. And we are going to start start with episode, is it uh, 15 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, Scott? It is, uh, titled Yes Men. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But the, the ladies definitely shine in this this particular episode. They always shine. Men are just sad little puppets. Men are pigs. <laughs> and, and pigs. Sad little puppet pigs. So, if we remember the tag from last week, uh, dealt with a lovely red-headed lass from Asgard coming down, so the episode opens right with Lorelai and uh, the Enchanted Husband from last week's tag. Uh, they stop at a roadside desert uh, biker bar, and he goes in to get something, inexplicably. And she's instantly approached by the Dogs of Hell Motorcycle Club, uh, and being all like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing with that loser? And she's obviously intrigued at an instant uh, biker army, yeah, so she enchants them, and Enchanted Hubby comes back out and says, I thought I was your number one as guardian magic slave, and she kills him with a super slap, and yeah. we roll credits. So she's a man-eater, folks. She'll use you up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sky is waking up in recovery, and Gemma yells at her and scolds her for being a bad patient. As any good doctor would do. Uh, she takes some blood samples, and, and Ward comes to check on her, and Sky's like, oh, I must look awful. Tell me I'm pretty, Ward. And they, they chat for a bit about Deathlock, and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is tracking him. Uh, Sky is concerned about Mike, and Ward is like, fuck that guy, or a cyborg. Uh, science nerds are expositioning about the latest samples of the miracle drug uh, that they're lamenting that it's been lost to Sky's bloodstream, and they'd love to be able to send some off to some field labs to, to get it checked out, but Coulson's telling everyone to keep this stuff pretty close to the chest. Yeah. 
Uh, and they are frustrated about it. Uh, we get a flashback montage from Coulson about Shepard Book, Sky, and, and the alien that they got the cure from. And Coulson meets with Agent Stillwell, and he's uh, like, we never do anything together anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Coulson, very funny. And you won't be doing it together for much longer. <laughs> no. And Coulson's like, well, should we go to the movies? You want to hold hands? You know, it was that was great. Conversation. Uh, Stillwell tells him he doesn't know where Fury is, and he has no answers for him, but he's, he's glad to see he's alive again. The remaining key crew are gathered and talking about a mission that they've received, which is to be first contact for an arrival of an Asgardian in the uh, California-Nevada border area. And Fitz is kind of fanboying out. He's like, ooh, I hope it's Thor. Uh, and I'm sure the ladies are... Jesus, Fitz, Thor come on. Too. I know. And they literally, again, it is, it is Thor, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I get know. it. Hey, Coulson, you know, his buddies with him, but he hasn't introduced him to the crew yet because he doesn't know he's alive. They literally drive up to the point an Asgardian Bifrost gate opens up, and lo and behold, it is the warrior Sif herself. And I shall be in my bunk. Very. <laughs> she informs them that their world is in great danger, and, you know, Phil is like, yeah, I remember her. Let's help her. And May is like, you've been acting weird. Learn or lean on me. You know, the whole I'm here, I'm your friend thing. There's a lot of that in this episode, but it's it's gives us warm and fuzzy. Yes. For a while. For a while, yeah. Sif mentions to Phil, hey, weren't you dead? Uh, Thor will be ha very happy to hear that you're not. And Phil is like, sorry, we can't cross those streams, so please don't tell him. <laughs> and go complain to, to Marvel <laughs> executive board on that one. Uh, free it, Disney. Free the Coulson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sif gives us the exposition on Lorelai and that she uses sorcery, which is kind of the first time in the Marvel Universe also that, like, real magic has been mentioned. You know, yeah, it's still that It's still that kind of off-Asgardian magic. Yeah, yeah. There is real Asgardian. I still... Come on, don't you remember Thor? What you call magic, we call science. Uh, whatever. Thor, Thor's a fucking grunt. What does he know about magic? Uh, no, I, I still say that they mentioned it in Thor 2, that there was real magic. Uh, and Doctor Strange kind of proves that. So I'm just marking those benchmarks that Agent all right, all right. first, you know, for posterity. Uh, anyway, Sif has a magical muzzle to stop her powers, which May notes doesn't work on women. It's very convenient, that. Uh, meanwhile, back with the bikers, Lorelai is griping that they're bringing her all this paper instead of gold, and the head biker is like, this is the currency, and this guy's Ben Franklin, he used to be president. Uh, <laughs> you no. dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> his wife comes in, is like, uh, what's going on, dude? And he professes his love for Lorelai and chokes out his wife. Uh, he doesn't just choke her out, he... <laughs> She yeah. did. Yeah, well, it kind of happened off screen, but that's what we were kind of led to. I heard leave. a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> Phil is going over the intel with Sif, and he picks up her, or he picks her brain about blue aliens um, the Asgardians might know about. And, and she also says um, who the Centurions as well, right? Centurions, yeah. Since, yeah, that's, uh, that's Guardian from uh, the X-Men books, right? Oh. The Gladiator. Was it? The Space Gladiator. Ooh, hmm. He's one of the... Uh, Centaurians? Centaurian, I believe so. I suppose I could have used that one. Yeah, I was going to look all these up before we started, but I was running late and didn't. Sorry, guys. Google is just... Yeah, well, I picked, I picked up on that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard of Levians before. We got Interdites, oh, Levians... Yeah. Those shitty chocolate diamonds? Is that what they were? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fair goats and, of course, Cree and Sarks and Centarians. Now, weren't the Sarks the things that gave the power pack their powers? Oh, God. Uh, we're reaching too far back for yeah. man. I don't know. One Google away, folks. They That's why we have an email address, weeklyheroics right. at com. If you uh, have some more intel for these name drops, please let us know. Yes, or just berate us for us being lazy co-hosts and not Googling it ten minutes before the show <laughs> like <laughs> I'd intended to, but it's a low-caffeine evening. That I'm going to plead that. Anyway, she also mentions Frost Giants, which was actually kind of also on the top of the list of things that people thought this might be at first, obviously, because... Well, it makes sense. There. Yeah, and then, like us, we kind of thought, there's no way they're actually going to introduce the Kree on this. 
uh, on this show. But well, yeah, we was wrong. Uh, and she tells Phil that none of the others have ever visited Earth. So again, that kind of that was a little red herring, being like, eh, "It's a frost giant. It's just a frost giant. Don't get worried about that other race there." Those other blue people. Yeah, uh, they get a lock on Lorelai and figure out that she's building an army. And Fitzsimmons has some new guns for the team, and they're not night-night guns anymore. They're now officially the Icers, and they pack more of a punch, and and Fitz Fitz got rid of that extra ounce that Ward was fucking bitching about. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. He's about the job, man. Fitz is a a trooper. Yes, he is. And he gets punched a lot. Um, The S.H.I.E.L.D. convoy rolls out to the Barker Bar, and they're met by some cops who are also under their Lorelai's spell, and a shootout ensues. And Lorelai realizes that Sif is there, and she goes in and confronts her, and Lorelai says, I've beaten you before, or have you forgotten? Um, And we weren't really filled in on that. Uh, Sif is, but I'd love to see that movie. Sif is tearing through the minions. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ward is sneaking around and confronts the main biker, Rooster, handily knocking him out. But Lorelai uh, gets away and faces Ward and zaps him with her magic, and, and Ward is hers. And they got on a bike and leave. Well, he's 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 kind of resilient, though. Yeah, well, he's a little more resilient. Uh, Sif does tell the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. gang that her voice alone is enough for most men to come over to her will. For those that can resist... Her touch is needed as well. Yeah. And Ward's doing just fine until she just touches him right on the elbow. Yeah, yeah. and then he gets more of that later, uh, a little later, too. So. <laughs> that touched? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dives in headfirst and other things. Uh, Sif's, collar, oh. <laughs> Sif's collar got broke in the fight, but uh, Phil is like, we got this, don't worry, and please don't punch a hole in my plane in the meantime. Phil brings the collar to the science nerds to fix, and poor Sky is feeling useless, so Phil gives her a project to track, you know, find Lorelei. And Gemma asks him about the uh, miracle drug. She wants to send Sky's blood for testing, and Phil again says no, and Gemma just stands right up to him. It's a great scene. She's like, look, I, you're my commanding officer, but I'm also a, a shield fucking scientist here, and this is not cool. And uh, Coulson's just like, rank, deal with it. Yep, sometimes you gotta pull rank. Yep. The Warden Lorelei Roadshow find themselves at Caesar's Palace, and Ward, oh. and Ward is all like, I would die for you, but we might as well gamble. Uh, she wants, <laughs> except they don't gamble. Uh, she wants him to get her an army, and as a reward. Well, that's not true. Did they gamble? She's an alien. Who knows how many guys she's done it with? He was clearly playing craps with his dick. <laughs> yeah, you don't want any of those weird space diseases. Space herpes, man. I gotta think that, uh, you know, shield standard tech, tactical gear comes with a condom. Tac condom? Pouch. Yeah, comes with a little <laughs> condom pouch. You think it's a tuxedo one? Is it black? Is it stealth? It would be, because that would be, you know, you gotta do the, the Matahari thing and, and you know, occasionally give it up for the cause. <laughs> Monetary, I'm, I'm undercover. I'm deep in. Way deep in. <laughs> the jokes write themselves, folks. Uh, yep, and as a reward, Ward gets some Asgardian sexy time, lucky fucking bastard. <laughs> Laurel gives uh, Ward some postcoital exposition, and he's like, I just fucked a 600-year-old? That sucks. Ward is like, I'll protect you from Sif. Uh, she's like, yeah, okay, dude. Yeah, Sif is sharpening her blade, and May comes in and wants to touch it. And they do some warrior bonding. And did I mention that Jamie Alexander is the most gorgeous woman in the Nine Realms? She's just slipped out. She's she's up there. She's, um, yeah. And it's still a fucking sin that her and Thor aren't together in in the movies. It's a fucking sin that she's not Wonder Woman, but... Well, that too. Oh, that would have been so choice. Sif warns that uh, may have to she may have to kill Ward because he's under her spell, and May's like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm a badass. He's, you know, it happens. <laughs> Won't be the first guy I slept with I had to kill." <laughs> <laughs> they they learn Lorelai has gone to Vegas, but presumably, you know, to presumably recruit any man in town for her little army. But they arrive to find that they've uh, fled. And, and Fitz has good news that he fixed the collar. Sif goes to inspect it, but gets locked in one of the special cells. And Ward has hacked, hijacked the bus and locked everyone in their quarters. And Fitz has been enchanted. So Phil 
who has not been enchanted yet, plays along and, and makes Fitz thinks he has. And May phases off with Lorelai and awesome chick uh, fight we think is going to start, but May just kind of gets knocked out. Ward opens the hatch to Sif's cell and she gets sucked out of the bus with the collar. Oh, uh, yeah. Ward comes in and points a gun at May. Lorelai kisses him just to add a little salt to those wounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she also says, Ward, uh, like someone else, ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> tells May that, you know, you're not his favorite. Now, Phil comes into the lab and Gemma also almost brains him with a fire extinguisher because at this point they think that every man has been zappoed. Sif has been hanging on top of the plane and, and Phil tells Gemma to let her back in, please. And Lorelai goes for her sword and, and Sif confronts her. Lorelai starts to taunt her about Thor and the fight begins. It, it sounded like Lorelai might have been able to zap the big guy at one point, got him a piece of that god of thunder. Ooh! Yeah. She handled the mighty Mjolnir. <laughs> yes, she did, and, and I don't think Sif's too happy about that. Cause so far, I don't think she has. Uh, I st- my head cannon she has, the, you know, the romping, <laughs> romping affair before that skinny bitch from Earth showed up. <laughs> well, love you, Natalie Portman. Skinny bitch ain't coming back no more. No, <laughs> Natalie Portman was a mistake. Um, I mean, what's her name? Jane Foster was a mistake. No, it was fine, but she just never felt like she wanted to actually be no, in these movies. No. You signed that Marvel 9 picture deal, all right? Yeah, all right. That's what you do. Uh, yeah, May fights with Ward, and Phil knocks out Fitz. <laughs> Lorelai and Sif uh, pummel each other. A very punchy, kicky, swordy episode. It was very mm-hmm. nice. And Sif gets the better of Lorelai and begs for death, but Sif is like, yeah, nah, you know, we got to take you in. And Sif taunts her more about Thor and how she apparently had a thing with him. Yeah, wrong answer, honey, and Sif slaps the magic collar on her, breaking her spell. And May gets one last punch in on Ward anyways, uh, even after the, the the spell has been broken. Because, whatever, yeah. drama. Phil congratulates her on her restraint, congratulates Sif, that is, and she's like, if Odin hadn't ordered me to bring her back, I would have cut this bitch. <laughs> 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 I'm a good soldier. Uh, Phil tells me that we should talk about her issues with Ward. Uh, and she's like, pot, meet kettle. You should talk to Sky uh, about that whole alien blood thing. Ward is trying to make nice and apologizing for liking Sky better. And May is all like, dude, you're just a dick to me. Don't sweat it. Uh, and Fitz is examining his black eye and Phil shoes him away to talk to Sky. And he drops the truth. About where the miracle drug came from, and Sky is kind of freaked out, but she isn't, you know, she's a little pissed that Phil was trying to not save her. Uh, and she's like, Hey, dude, get we'll deal with it, we're alive, you know, bonus. You know, I'm already in 084 and you have a flying car, this is just a fucking Tuesday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're shield, you know, comes with a job, man. And Phil reiterates that they need to keep the info about the alien blood uh, very secret, but they are going after the person responsible. And the closing is the tag is the same scene that we just saw, but from the perspective of May listening in, and then she makes an encrypted call saying simply that Coulson knows. Dun dun dun. Future yeah, this set is a, up. Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, yeah. It's pretty much a standalone, other than the uh, the very end tag about the the alien. The alien cure, yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot it's, of good Marvel Universe exposition. Oh yeah, their shit. I mean, wow, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not really tied into the movies. It's they they had Sif come down in a beam of light from right. the Bifrost, and we get stories like, about other Asgardian shit going on, and you know, yeah, I mean, and this was really Enchantress and everything, but name, mm-hmm. come on, yeah, yeah, so and it's kind of too bad they didn't go for Amara, and I know they were. Kind of like probably thinking of saving hedging their bets. You never, yeah. I mean, because I would like to see um, her show up in one of the movies, but I don't think that's the route they're going to go. And then who's who's the guy that she's always with? The guy with the axe. Oh yeah, wasn't that no? Um, Stonebreakers. (laughs) No, I can't remember. Stone. No. um, Shit. I said curse, but that that's no curse is. 
God damn it. No, yeah, I right on the tip of my brain. I Not the executioner, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Ex- a, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, so, but it's, uh, I mean, they brought Asgard to Earth again. Yeah. It's what, you know, you can't go wrong with that. And one of the Warriors 3, you know, that's fucking, that, that's it. That's the title of the movies, kids. Yeah. Well, she's not really one of the Warriors 3, but... Wasn't she? Oh, no, you're right. No, that's uh, Heimdall and... She's plus uh, one to the... Yeah, she's the plus one. <laughs> the, the woman that Thor should be with. I I agree, but hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let that but, go, but... <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a fun one. You got to do the everybody gets possessed episode every once in a while. You know, it's kind of a staple in superhero stuff. It's fun, especially since it gives May and uh, uh, Gemma chance to shine. Yeah, so and make a chance to beat the shit out of Ward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's cathartic for all of us, uh, even later and mostly later in the season, but. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we're getting there. Let, let's just feel the feelings now. Feel the hate feelings now, because they're only going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's a pretty straightforward episode, but it's uh. It's it's definitely tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can't you can't say it isn't. <laughs> yeah. As far as that's that's um, been the beauty of even whenever they do kind of a one-off and, and step away very briefly because they, they don't step off very long from, like, the main narratives. But whenever they do one of these one-offs, it's it's chock full of Marvel goodness, man. You know, we had the one with Blizzard and even the Scorch one, I guess, he was actually in the comics as well. And, and so it's it's never slacking for, for mining the material. You know, yeah. they don't have to come up with shit off... You know, pull it out of their no. ass. They've got thousands of characters. No, they, I mean, they can. Tap. Yeah, I mean, their season storylines are going to be from whole cloth. But I mean, they get to weave in all the extra little stuff that probably isn't going to make it to the movies anyway. So it's like, just enjoy it, man. But th- this I season is actually more tied into the movies than than any season following. I mean, they've got Stillwell in there, and um, yeah, yeah it'll showed up in the first one, and other people might show up later briefly. Yeah, and, it is the most tied in one, and I mean, I mean, and and we as fans dig that, but it really does kind of when it sets its own course in the next season, it it kind it does get better. Yeah, it's even it's not I, I it doesn't it, feel like it has to do the call outs all the time. No, no, yeah, it, it's almost like. You know, they went out of their way to do it in this season as much as they could, and people were still fucking unsatisfied. But, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, once it finds its own footing, too, they they still mine all the great Marvel Universe stuff, but they can do it on their own terms. So Yeah. It's coming up shortly. We're, we're plowing. We're finally almost getting to the end of this season. Yeah, we're in the, the last run here. We get, what, about six or seven left? Yeah, and we were, we were talking before a show that we might end up piggybacking doing two... Two shields for a show one week, and then maybe doing two of the DC, uh, just to maybe plow through the rest of this season and catch up. You know, get a little steam going on the DC ones too, and then go back to the alternating. You know, um, when we do Shield season two, unless we jump into something else for a while. But yeah, well, I mean, preachers right around the corner too. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. We've got multiple, uh, yeah, yeah but it, weekly shows we're going to be well. They, they won't all coincide. Luckily, we'll like yeah. Legion will be done before Preacher starts. So yeah, I mean we're 15 episodes into Shield. I, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost over defending it. <laughs> it's like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know, need every, to be defended. Every episode we we do that too. But I was the one like obsessed with it for a while, but you you picked up the baton, baton and ran with it. So I'm not going to stop you because I have that kind of rage in me. Hulk rage. It's not even rage. It's just, (laughs) yes, it started off slow. Credulity. It's (laughs) it started off slow. It's it's it was a new show, and you're giving us basically all new characters other than Coulson. So you had to start it slow, which is why what happens at the end of during these last couple episodes works more. Yeah. (laughs) So. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. 
And one day, I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. I am the Flash. So uh, we're going to jump over to the uh, Distinguished Competition, as we usually do, and we're going to cover episode eight of the first season of The Flash, which is titled Flash vs. Arrow. Uh, just a little disclaimer for this one. Because of the way we've structured the way we're doing our recaps, um, this really is a two-parter. It ties in with the um, the episode of Arrow that was on the same week, but we're a ways away from that. <laughs> a couple so, <of> years. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, just have to bear with us on this one. But uh, I'm going to keep it more focused on what's going on on the, on the Flash side yeah. of things. In the future, uh, we'll, we'll try to, like, maybe... I, I said go out of sequence a couple times and do the the two, you know, the crossover ones. Uh, yeah, well, we'll together. we'll have to, yeah. but uh, we'll we'll plan better for that in the future. Yeah, but uh, in order to to keep this show weekly, then uh, <laughs> we have to uh, we have to make some adjustments. Uh, so, uh, season one, episode eight of the Flash, Flash versus Arrow. This uh, originally aired December second of uh, two thousand fourteen. So, going back a, a couple of years. All right, so running into this uh, plot here, we're going to uh, get Let's through see this. see what you did there. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even trying to. <laughs> All right, so we, uh, we open, like, pretty much every episode of The Flash with Barry giving some voiceover. And um, Barry gets a call to uh, stop a bank robbery, but he's uh, too late to catch the, uh, the criminal. Um, however, uh, he notices that the people in the bank are, for some reason, uh, extremely aggressive with each other. Um, the, the real episode really doesn't start like that, though, does it? It does start with uh, a robbery. Uh, with um, a guy walking into a bank and everybody that he walks by sort of gets a little red flash in their eye and he's able to walk behind the counter and walk into the vault and uh, that's when people start acting all piss wacky and getting super aggressive and violent with each other. So the flash speeds to the scene. Uh, he's able to prevent any uh, serious mayhem um, from happening. But uh, it's a little uh, it's a little off putting. Uh, we also have some half naked time with Eddie and Iris um, when uh, Eddie gets a call to uh, get to work, <laughs> and uh, he's concerned about the uh, possible existence of the Flash. He's not super sold on a, on something that he can't see or touch. Uh, so you know he's a pretty pragmatic guy. Uh, let's see here. Um, we uh, we we find out that um, with the rest of CCPD kind of believing in the Flash, Eddie's kind of like, well, we should really be focusing on uh, finding out who this guy is and what his intentions are. And uh, Captain Singh just isn't having it. He just doesn't care. There's there's more pressing concerns going on. <laughs> so uh, we also get a little bit of back and forth with. Uh, Caitlin and uh, Barry regarding Iris. Uh, Barry's going to speed off and talk to her at Jitters doing the whole uh, shadow stalker thing yeah. that he's been doing. Um, and uh, Caitlin warns him not to get involved as the Flash or as Barry. You know, don't ruin what she has. Don't break up her happy life that she's got with a guy right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, eventually the police are able to track uh, the criminal that made everybody crazy via a tracer that was hidden in the uh, the money that he stole from the bank. They uh, corner him in a warehouse with uh, Joe on the scene there. And uh, one of the SWAT officers that with him, uh, looks at the bad guy, and then uh, the he eventually turns around, and uh, he attacks the other members of the uh, Central City Police Department. The Flash speeds in and keeps anybody from keeps everybody from getting shot. Uh, he is unable to uh, get the metahuman that's after them, but thankfully, we have the uh, electronic sting of the arrow theme as Ollie is able to uh, <laughs> do his thing. Uh, <laughs> and he comments on how cool uh, Barry's mask is. Right. Yeah. I almost before. wish they wouldn't tease the crossovers, man, because it would have been just so much more amazing just to have Holly show up like that. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it would be, but you know what? They got to sell it. They oh, got to yeah, sell yeah. it. They got to sell it. Plus, this is the first season of The Flash. They're trying to get it off the ground, and Arrow's already a known commodity. Yep. Uh, so, um, in my perfect the, world, you know. Yeah, in a perfect world. <laughs> so we cut to the outskirts of Central City where uh, Felicity and Diggle are enjoying some Big Belly Burger. The Flash speeds up uh, after saying that he gave uh, Ollie a half an hour head start. 
And um, he asks them why they're in uh, Central City, and it's because they're tracking a criminal that uses boomerangs. Ooh. Sounds <laughs> familiar. Yeah. Um, Diggle is totally freaked out by the Flash's speed, and uh, Barry says, well, you know, the best thing to do is to uh, to have the guys over at Style Labs run some tests on this boomerang, and we can help you figure out what's going on. And he really wants to team up with Ollie. He's like, I'll help you find your boomerang guy, and you help me find this guy that's making everybody crazy. I've got to interrupt for a second just to be like, Diggle is so cool when powered people come around. He just turns into like an eight-year-old boy. Like, yeah, oh, you're fast. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're you're really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is totally out of character for him because he is not um, someone to be prone to being um, oh, right. He's soldier, but yeah, let's face it, all of us would pretty much do that. Even us longtime comic book fans, we've been yeah, yeah. jaws would be on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Barry speeds Felicity to Star Labs uh, since Ollie doesn't want to go there himself since too many people already know his secret identity. Uh, due to the friction of the super speed, uh, Felicity's uh, shirt starts to burn, so she has to do a little cutesy cutesy take off my shirt because it's burning thing, and it's very uh, playful between Barry and, and Felicity where he's trying not to touch her boobs to put the fire out, <laughs> yeah. uh, as only those two actors can... Um, can do um cisco and caitlin come in and cisco uh, immediately uh, uh wants to do tests on the boomerang because he's like that's just cool uh and that's why we love cisco <laughs> so um we cut to uh iris talking to eddie about the flash and uh, eddie believes that he shouldn't be out on the streets at jitters oliver and felicity meet barry where ollie reveals that he found out the bank robber's name roy bivolo uh, Iris appears uh, giving Felicity and Ollie their coffee and she drags Barry away in private and goes I didn't, you didn't tell me that you knew Oliver Queen and uh, he's like well I know Oliver Queen and uh, Iris uh, lets us know that um, Ollie's on her hall pass list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not the kind of thing you want to hear really well, Eddie probably likes hearing it even less I'm sure she's got a thing for buff blonde dudes whatever yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, you, everybody's got a type. Um, That's pretty much a requirement. It, it, you know, if you're not into blonde buff types, you're not getting laid in the CW universe. So, uh, well, you got skinny brunette nerd kids too that get it occasionally, but. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, that's true. Well, Tommy Merlin wasn't wasn't blonde. Rich though. Yeah. Rich well, no, no, he really wasn't. He was well, only rich the first couple yeah. of episodes. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Um, so Ollie and Barry uh, decide to reluctantly team up um, with uh, believing that Barry only thinks that he wants Oliver's help. And it's because Ollie knows that they're kind of on different sides of the uh, vigilante spectrum. Uh, at the police station, Joe reveals uh, that the arrow showed up again last night. And Eddie tries to convince Captain Singh to create a task force to take him down. Singh turns him down, and uh, Iris's feelings are hurt when she finds out that uh, Eddie has it in for the Flash. Later that day, Barry goes to the warehouse to train with Ollie, who tells him that when he gets into the field, he should be wary of his surroundings. At his speed, he has the ability to scope everything out so he doesn't make any mistakes or get taken out. Ollie proves this point by telling uh, Barry that he's going to shoot him with an arrow, and he's going to hit him with an arrow. You're going to run over there, you're going to come back at me, and you're going to get hit with an arrow. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. So Barry speeds off a couple football fields away. Ollie says go. Ollie shoots an arrow at him. Barry's able to stop it. Barry standing right in front of Ollie when two crossbows that are positioned behind where Barry was fire directly into his shoulder blades. Nice try. Ah! Ah! You shot me? Uh, so, yeah, Barry uh, learns a lesson and Ollie proves his point. Uh, and he knew that uh, because of the Flash's super healing, it really wouldn't be a big deal. So he must have, you know, with the he would have known exactly what tension to put those crossbow bolts on and everything. So we're trusting Ollie here. Or, or he made a, you know, a educated guess. And yeah, I don't know. As a Mr. Yeah. Miyagi, Ollie's kind of. A yeah, I mean, the, these are the, the crossbow bolts are not buried into him. I mean, it's really just the, the arrowheads that are in his shoulder blades. They're not, 
you know, puncturing him all the way through. Back at Star Labs, Felicity talks to Caitlin about a theory that different colored lights can change people's emotions, like red causing rage. They think this is because of the people that had uh, turned aggressive at the bank. They all claim that before they started acting crazy, they saw some red light in their eyes. Later, Felicity talks to Dr. Wells, who asks Felicity if she can let him know who the arrow is, and she declines, saying that it's not her secret to tell. And uh, Harrison says, well, I'll find out to himself. He'll find out using other means. Barry comes... uh, sometime later to Star Labs and uh, they find out where Bivolo is hiding. Against Felicity's advice, Barry goes in alone to uh, Bivolo's hideout where he uses his powers to use uh, to, his powers against it to make Barry more aggressive, which allows Bivolo to escape. Uh, I'm just going to call him the Rainbow Raider already. Um, sure. Is that who yeah. is in the, the books? Yeah. No, like Cisco uh, even ever dropped that on him. Yeah, they. Dr- no, oh. Caitlin drops this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so back at Star, Barry's checked out by Caitlin, and she and uh, he claims that he saw red before Bivolo escape, but he doesn't feel aggressive. Before Barry leaves, he angrily complains to Caitlin about her constant nagging. He then goes to the warehouse where Ollie's hiding, uh, sorry, waiting, and Barry starts on a rant against him, saying he doesn't want his help anymore. Barry goes to the police department, where Eddie is still trying to convince Singh about the task force against the Flash, and then Barry starts raging towards Singh and Joe and confronted about the uh, Bivolo case, the Rainbow Raider case. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like that whammy that got put on Barry just took a little longer to kick in. He's already might... a little, you know, wired a little tightly. So. He, well, he, well he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, you know? Sure. He's dealing with a lot of stuff here. Uh, that night, an enraged and jealous Barry, dressed as the Flash, goes to find Eddie, and he's about to uh, attack him. Joe goes back to Star Labs and tells the gang that Barry's eyes were glowing red and that he's under the rage uh, powers. They decide that they need to stop Barry and fast, and they uh, ask Felicity to call Ollie, revealing that Wells has found out that he's the Arrow, and in the process revealed Ollie's secret identity to the rest of Team Flash. Before Flash can actually do anything to Eddie, he's pulled away by Ollie, causing Barry and uh, Ollie to fight. As the two of them are fighting, Cisco, Diggle, and Caitlin uh, argue who would win uh, the fight. Ollie uh, is eventually able to restrain Barry, uh, allowing Joe and Doctor Wells to use a device that they've uh, that Star Labs has come up with using multicolored lights to filter out the. Uh, the whammy that's been put on Barry. Barry apologizes to Ollie for the things that he uh, said, and uh, Ollie changes the subject and reminds Barry that they still have to catch Rainbow Raider. Off camera, Bivolo is caught and placed in a particle accelerator chamber prison cell, and Ollie explains to the Flash team why he chose to keep his identity secret from them. Later that night, Flash goes to apologize to Irish about Irish, Irish, <laughs> Irish, Iris about attacking Eddie, uh, believing that Eddie was right all along about him being dangerous. Uh, and he says, uh, she says to him never to contact her again. The next day, Felicity and Ollie go to uh, Jitters saying that they are going back and uh, they want to get back to Star City and they want some coffees for the road. While Felicity and Iris get the coffees, Barry again apologizes to Ollie for the things he said in the field and he reveals that he had some feelings bottled up inside, but he just never realized it before. Ollie accepts the apology and assures Barry that he can always talk to him about anything. He also gives Barry advice about Iris to let her go, saying that guys like them don't get to keep the girl. Before leaving the coffee shop, Ollie sees Samantha Clayton, who is an old girlfriend of his, that we'll get around to in um, season two, I believe, of Arrow. Um, the girlfriend later talks on the phone with someone and says that she's uh, picking up a hot chocolate uh, for them. Before hanging up, she says, Mommy will be home soon, implying it may be Oliver's child uh, that um, we'll find out later on. Um, yeah. Elsewhere in Central City, a uh, bedraggled homeless person meanwhile, on the street. Meanwhile, in Central City. Meanwhile, at the Hall of... No. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, a homeless person on the street uh, seems to be shivering and is about to be mugged by a couple of people. One of them asks if he's cold. The homeless man then gets up, releasing fire from his hands, saying that he's not cold at all. What? Um, yeah, this is... Um, this is why we watch this stuff. Shock it's full of superhero-y goodness. Yes. Yeah, it's it's it, this episode isn't even about the bad guy. This is about 
putting the the two marquee superheroes that were on the the CW at the time yeah. together. Um, and uh, what what they've done with um, Arrow and the Flash, the way it started off with uh, slowly introducing stuff and making the Arrow's world more uh, metahuman and crazy, definitely worked. The grounded approach definitely worked um, with starting out. Um, introducing Barry on Arrow just as a, a CSI who's investigating weird stuff yeah, was great, too. Um, this is what we've been waiting for, though, is to, is to watch these two guys team up because they are – they're both heroes. I mean, I, I will argue that Ollie's a hero. Some people, I'm sure, would not – um, but his process is still ongoing. He's not he's not the out of the box hero that Barry is. Right. Um, but just seeing those two together, it's um, I, I love every second that Team Arrow and Team Flash are together when Barry and Ollie are in costume together. And it does what you have to do when you have a crossover. Who would win in a fight? And the fight that they have is really really good. They use um, the super speed effects to great uh, effect in this and. It's a, it's one of those things is it experience trumping power, um, which is exactly what happens. Barry's, again, not in his right mind, though. Uh, but you can understand why a seasoned vigilante like Ollie would be able to, uh, slow, yeah. to slow down a guy with super speed yeah. uh, because he's been around the block a few hundred times in terms of battles. So he knows what he's doing. And they really had to show it. I mean, as soon as they decided to connect these universes, you know, that, you know, weird stuff could show up around the arrow and he's got to be able to prove that he can hang. So. Yeah, which he uh, he's still doing to to this day on the show. Uh, his his world definitely gets weirder once um, we start getting into the the more mystical and yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, we haven't even gotten to it yet though uh, on Arrow, but the um, the Mirakuru drug. I mean, that's kind of yeah. I mean, it's super soldier serum basically, but even still, that's a little bit more out there than a uh, guy gets lost on an island and has to learn archery to survive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just it, they, they, the crossovers. They you know they build them up now, um, and it, it gets it gets me excited. This oh, is yeah. why I'm watching this stuff. Yeah. Um, it, and when they, they I mean they you said we haven't got there on Arrow yet, but they essentially do a backdoor pilot for the Flash over on the Arrow. Most perfect way possible. It yeah, doesn't yeah, feel really forced is. or anything. No, if no. you'd never watched Arrow at all, and you never knew anything about DC characters, then uh, you know that character showing up. Uh, it's really only the last like ten seconds of that episode where he gets struck by lightning. Where it's like, oh, maybe there's a little bit more to this than I thought, and it wasn't just some, you know, character that show was going to show up for a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the most perfect way to kind of do that stuff when you're trying to build a universe on TV. And you're rooting for, uh, you know, you're actually rooting for uh, for the old uh, Barelicity there for a while too. You know, uh, such yeah. great chemistry together. You know, they do have it. great chemistry together, but that was that was quashed the last time yeah. she showed up earlier in the season. I mean, yep. they made no bones about it. Yeah, well, it would have been a complicated long distance superhero relationship. I'm not a shipper. I don't. I don't do the shipping thing. <laughs> I guess that's just not. You know, that's not my main reason for watching the the superheroic stuff. It's well, not. No, the, uh, it's kind of hard to not think about when they just hose you down with soapy every. Few episodes. <laughs> I I know, but that's the stuff where I kind of tune out. And yes, Barry and Felicity together are super adorable, but we know we know nothing's gonna happen. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's other things going on with Felicity. You know, she likes those training sessions with the salmon ladder a little too much. To hey, man, to I, I don't I don't blame her. <laughs> I don't blame her. If if there was some hot chick doing a salmon ladder, I'd watch it too. Amen. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll ship me with Caitlin Snow any day, but that's different. <laughs> as long as she's in her killer frost. Oops, spoilers, makeup. Oh. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Killer frost, not killer frost. I like the bad girls. What can I say? I don't, you know. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> they're not bad. They're just misunderstood, Scott. They're drawn that way, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jessica Rabbit! But this is not the Who Framed Roger Rabbit podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, the first season of The Flash is pretty straightforward. Like, it's really 
you know, there really wasn't any references or anything in this one. The only thing I kind of th- can think of is when uh, Barry, when Iris asked for what uh, the Flash's real name is, and he's like, "What, like Ralph or something?" Is that like a sly reference to Ralph Dibney? Or oh, yeah, uh, that's the only thing I. That's the only thing that popped into my head, you know. And they, and of course they talk about Big Belly Burger being the same no matter where you go because the secret ingredients are grease and salt, my two favorite things. Um, but it's I remember uh, Ralph Dibney got. Uh name dropped earlier didn't he he gets he gets name dropped when earth 2 comes into play really i thought he was like one of the the first names they they threw out is like killed by the particle accelerator oh maybe that's it okay but maybe that was on earth a throwaway thing they they listed on (laughs) a bunch of names but all right that's that's possible but yeah we recap the old stuff we still watch the new stuff it's timey-wimey and gets jumped. It all gets mushed into a big ball of uh, gray matter that used to be my brain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now I only have comic books and references and movies and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but it's, uh, and the other thing that I, I liked about this episode, um, it's, uh, it's the way that they use Captain Singh's, uh, sexuality in this. It's not ever really brought up. It just is. It's not, it's not pandering to an audience. It's not talking down to an audience. It's not trying to push an agenda. It just is. The captain of the Central City Police Department is gay. He talks about his boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not married yet. Remember that comes. Um, but uh, it's it, it just is. And it's not spoken. It's just that's what it is. Like, you know, if you're going to do that then that's the way to do it instead of putting a big button on it like what Supergirl has done this season. A little uh, bit current, too, yeah. A little bit too much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some whole episodes where it's more Alex than her. Yeah, which, and, and you know what? We'll there, people, people love Alex, but we'll, we're, not, we'll, we're not there yet. Um, but, uh, no, I just, I really like the way the show handles its secondary characters. I mean, your, your, t- your superhero TV show, yeah, your, your hero has to be great, but your supporting cast is where your show is going to make or break because you have to be interested in what every, you know, the other part of the world that's going on there. And I'm not talking about the romance stuff, but it is the secondary characters. You should be excited every time Cisco shows up and gets excited about something or every time Caitlin and Barry have a heartfelt conversation. Like that's where the meat of the show lies. The superheroics nowadays, they're always going to be good on these shows. Like it's just, that's, they know that there's a visual language now for superheroics that, you can mine to the nth degree and you, you'll never run out of interesting things to do with it. So it's that, that B plot stuff, the secondary stuff that, that has to carry your episodes for the most part. And they've always been, uh, my griping about some of the soapy episodes aside, I mean, they've always had a great sense of what to use where and really tight editing on these and you have to be it's something you'll learn probably you know doing tv shows you get 40 you get 42 minutes to get across your your a narrative yeah this much money for effects so we can make that many minutes of effect stuff and we need this much of dialogue stuff and you know yeah they they, they juggle it very well and it's they have it down to a they have it down to a science, and I, I imagine the process for Flash was probably more difficult than on Arrow, um, because let's be honest, the effects on Arrow don't need to be near, well the first in the first season or so. They didn't need to be as elaborate as what they're doing with the Flash. Well, I gotta think, man, some of those stunt teams aren't cheap either, and they've always brought the stunts like nobody. The stunt on. guys on Arrow and Flash are. Great, great. Top shelf, yeah. Top shelf, the choreography, the guys that are doing the fights. If it's not the, you know, the actual actors, everybody does a bang-up job on this on, on a TV budget. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible what they what they manage to do week to week. It doesn't hurt when you have, you know, actors <laughs> as ripped as Stephen Amell and stuff, you know, who are able to probably do a lot of their own Amell is huge. Stuff. Yeah, He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, you know, good for him. If I look like I always say, if I looked like that, I'd be shirtless all the time doing a Fuck salmon yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be pantless too. Why not? You know, <laughs> and probably not too many people would argue about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you're that ripped, go well, for I, it. Like going back to the the LGBTQ stuff in in these shows. I mean, obviously, Berlanti's an out you know gay male. 
I did not know that. Yeah, and married, yeah. And so, obviously, that angle's going to seep into it, and it's just great that the CW... That's where the advantage of, I mean, we're old farts watching kind of, you know, a show that's almost kind of designed for millennials. So that's Critically, great, yeah. but... Um, but, I mean, that's just indicative of, you know, they know their audience. They know that millennials don't give a fuck about stuff like that anymore. So it's just, yeah, yeah make it part of the They never world. proselytize with it on, right. on, on Arrow or Flash. And, again, the Supergirl, that's a discussion for another time. But it's um, it's handled the right way. It's just that. And, and then when, I mean, because you, you end up, Captain Singh's a good guy, man. Like, he, he's doing the job. Guy just wants to eat his freaking burger, you know, <laughs> and do his job and catch bad guys. <laughs> it's like that's all. It's, that, that's all that should matter, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just said it's great that you know TV that the treat even it's silly to say that treats a fantastical world, you know, like the real world looks. You know, you got diverse teams and you know, and diverse cities and diverse planets, like it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, it's uh, always applauded them for for that. You know, you, you yep. can do that without, as as you said, making it a, a political statement or, or being heavy handed about it. And that's that's when it works the best. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we won't be covering the second part of this, which was aired on the next night on Arrow, but uh, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and we we promised to to do something more about that. Uh, next crossover around. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely address it. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, hang out with us and, and wait until we make it and then just listen to the damn things in whatever sequence you want because yes. America, we can you do can that. Do, you can listen however you like. That's right. Not even just America. Us, you know, you Canadian fans of ours, we love you. And across the ocean, if there are any, I know Dave Walker listens occasionally. Hey, Dave. So, yep. And we'll drag his ass on here eventually. He's 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 signed on for a, I think the first major grad. Spoilers. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, spoilers, grad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, uh, write in comments, questions, queries, concerns. Weekly scams, heroics. spams. Yahoo.com. Weekly heroics at yahoo.com. Yep. I, I looked. We don't have any new exciting spam to read about or, or emails. Uh, that's too bad. I was really. Wanted to find out if I could get a million dollars from Nigeria. Hey, you, you can. All you have to do is open our email. It's in there. I just did. Everyone knows that one. So I'm looking. And how many Viagra? We should, start counting, we should start counting the, the porn and the Viagra ads that pop up. <laughs> don't get, we don't get porn somehow. I, I, the porn span has kind of gone the way of the dinosaur uh, because everyone knows where to find it now. So they don't need All right. That. Well, what about the Viagra? The, well, Come that's on. always out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right. That about does it for the Flash episode. What's uh, what's on tap next? Uh, well, we'll be doing, I believe, uh, we're going to start doubling up a little bit. You know, we're going to try to plow right through our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we're nearing the end of the season there. Oh, my. Yeah, and we got uh, Mr. Mike Zumo coming on as a guest for that, uh, for one of those. And then, then we're going to start doing, like, the, the CW um, doubling up on those, doing a flash and an arrow together, and just try to get through. Like I said mostly the uh, Agents of Shield um, first season. So we oh can yeah, just kind of wrap that up, and then maybe put that on the shelf for a little while and start covering some other things. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Obviously, we got uh, Preacher coming up soon. He's coming back, and uh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. So that that's that's all I got, man. <laughs> All right, then uh, that'll probably wrap it up for another weekly heroics right here. Two true freaks. Uh, Amazon link. Always click the Amazon link, even if you don't yeah. buy anything. It's nice to browse. You it's know nice you have Amazon bookmarked on your computer. Hit the TTF link for it, then bookmark it. Keep the lights on here. Helps. Lights are good. Lights are good. Yeah. Well, not having, not actually having to pay out of pocket for hosting is even better. Absolutely. I, I actually on this uh, podcasting community site uh i think you might be on it too on facebook and uh, I, I get a little enraged sometimes and 
It's just because a lot of it's sometimes it ends up being kind of a dick measuring contest on there. Of but, course it is, and that's why I'm not a part of any of the podcasting community things on there because <laughs> I'm doing this for fun. The day it stops being fun, I'll stop doing it. Well, I'm not saying we won't take money for it, by the way, but uh, I can give anyone who wants it my PayPal account. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was this guy today. I just got to kind of get this off my chest, I guess, that uh, – his main post was like, hmm, I've, I've been asked to join a new network, and, um, you know, but I, I don't think they've got a very good deal for me. They want uh, they want me to run some ads for them, you know, some of their commission ads, and then I'll get 50% of the ad revenue, but they also want 50% of my Patreon account revenue, and I'm just uh, thinking, I don't think it's a very good deal, and I'm not going to take it, you know, I'm not going to do that much for the network. You know, and give them half of my money, and and, and I just uh, cynical asshole that I am. I just <laughs> got on there, and I'm like, "Are you paying out of pocket to be on the network at all, or are you making more money now?" Because it sounds like a pretty good idea, you know, pretty good deal if you're going to get paid at all. If yeah. you're not now, why would you even quibble about someone's going to give you fucking money to do this? and you're not making money now, fucking take it. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you, you know, if they're, like, advertising shit you don't agree with and stuff, I could see bowing out because of that. But, you know, I, I just don't get some of these guys that are, like, yeah, negotiate. Or, like, <sighs> it's more like humble bragging about these big deals they're trying to make in the podcasting world. And I'm just like, There's, like, four podcasts that make real money. Right. You're not one of them. <laughs> Get That's over what I'm it. thinking. I'm thinking a lot of these guys are just flat out full of shit, too. <laughs> but, eh, whatever. You're not Kevin Smith. You're not NPR. You're not, what, a Prairie Home Companion or whatever that one. Like, you, you're not making money. You're not yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Just... If you do it because you want to do it, right? That's, the, day, that's, the day I have to consider this work, I will not be doing it. No, I know that's a you get this one all the time. It's like, how do I get more people to listen to my podcast? I just always answered, make a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and know where to market it. If it's on a specific thing, then that's yeah. you know where I you just, plug I it. I just got us a new. Uh, I just actually got us a new listener off off that particular Facebook group today because awesome. you're not supposed to self promote, but the guy. Actually actually asked me i made a joke in some thread and he laughed and well, what was the question you would have liked this it was uh although the main question was like you know what's the thing you always want to do with your podcast or what are your aspirations for your podcast to become and i, I smart ass that i am i said i want to produce a musical theater production of my you know superhero tv reviews <laughs> and this guy that does an actual uh podcast on amateur theater musical theater in the united kingdom so we got another united kingdom listener nice. um jack jazz i think it is i don't remember your last name yet jazz but hello um and he laughed and he's like oh what podcast do you do and i'm like i don't know if you know we're supposed to self-promote but you asked so here you go so yep. yeah, he joined our group and, and he's presumably going to be a listener so hey, i'm out there pimping for us that's all right. Hey, great. <laughs> if you like what you listen to, that's awesome. If you don't like what you listen to, then tell two of your enemies and make them listen. That, that's it. Yep. That's what I so always say. I was say. even shaming Mike Zumo. I, I try to shame my Walking Dead podcast all the time because <laughs> we have like 17 members and six of them are people that are on the show all the time. And so I'm always like, come on, guys. You know, I cut this shit up. You know, the least you could do is just go post our freaking link to some of your friends or something and... And, uh, and Mike comes back with, you know, I'm like, hey, Mike, where's your friend uh, Tom Benya? You know, come on. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't think he listens, watches the show. I'm like, David Pascarella does not watch The Walking Dead, listens to our podcast, is in our group. Y'all got no excuses. So. <laughs> yeah. He got yeah, Bob Fisher great. over there, though, so glad to have Bob Fisher on through The Walking Dead cast page. Nice. Uh, all right, I will not keep you any longer, sir, because you got a thing, and I got a thing. And, uh, yeah, so Weekly Heroics, Two True Freaks Guide, Heroes on TV, that's us. That's the hair metal hero over hey. there. And I'm Scott McGregor again. And we'll see you next week, whenever next week gets you. Bye now. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Man of Screen podcast. I. Wait, what are you doing? What is going on over there? What are you doing with those DVDs over there? I just bought those. No. I just moved here. 
I'm not actually moving again. Just the show is moving. So put those DVDs back down. Those are my New, new Adventures of Superman DVDs that I just bought for the next leg of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just, just leave them right there. Where am I moving to? Physically, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here behind my microphone as I've always been. I'll just have a new web address. Two, two, the Man of Screen Podcast is moving to the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, where I will continue covering the adventures of Superman both on the small screen and the big screen, just from a new RSS feed. So point your favorite podcatcher at the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, www.twotruefreaks.com. Same show you've come to love, new location. You're going to run over there, you're going to come back at me, and you're going to get hit with an arrow. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, you are.